Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. It's such a blessing to be back here again. And uh, like Bronwyn said, it's been emotional. I find that since Lizette died in a car accident, that the first time I see people, I get emotional. If, uh, um, like this morning when Annie came in, it was just, <laughs> wow. Anyway, the, today is actually six years since we be- went back to South Africa. And uh, it's been like a blink of an eye. But we went back to South Africa and we lived in a town called, just outside a town called Brandfort, which is about 60 kilos north of, of, of Bloemfontein. A friend of ours, he, uh, he said, come and live in the house, it's free. So after a year, Lizette started working on the farm, and I was doing other work, environment control officer work and all that. So we were having a good time, and then the part that Greg asked me to speak about was, is about the last two years. So in Lizette said, I want to go down to Cape Town, and uh, I have to say goodbye to my mum. Um, because her dad had di- died the previous year. And she said, well, I'm going to say goodbye to mum because I know she's going to die. And she did die th- that December. Anyway, so she went down to Cape Town. She spent quite a bit of time with the children. She was down two weeks there. And then on the, on the Monday, she came back on the Sunday. She was coming back on the Sunday. On the Monday before that, she went out for lunch with Anita, and she said, Anita, you know, it's funny. I'm saying goodbye as I'm not going to see you again. And she told Anna Marie, my other daughter that's down in Cape Town, she said, it's funny, I'm saying goodbye, like I'm not going to see you again. But she also said, uh, I've decided that if I die, my ashes must go in the wall in Bonnevale where her father's ashes is. Which is sort of out of line for what Lisette usually said. And then on that Sunday I was waiting for her. She was coming back from, from, from Bonnevale, which is about a thousand kilos away. And, and, my, and my, the friend of ours where we were staying, he came in and he said, Tilman, Lizette's been in an accident, and she didn't make it. Yeah. And it knocked me down. My blood pressure was gone. I was lying on the carpet. I couldn't get up. It really, it, it really knocked me down. This is worse than getting the carpet jerked from under you. Because that week, it was 40 years that I walked over to a res in Stellenbosch and said to her, I think we should make our relationship permanent. Of course, that December, she said to me, I can't have a relationship with you because you don't know God. You know about God, but you don't know God. That wasn't in my notes, so I wonder why that is in there. So please don't go in a relationship 
with somebody that doesn't know God. And there's a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. Anyway, I spoke, uh, I was knocked down lying on, the, on a carpet and uh, the elders started pitching up, the pastors pitched up. And I tried to speak to my eldest son and we didn't make progress. And then Anita, we've got five children. And then Anita called. Now, the next day she called again and she told me what happened. She said, Dad, when I got the news, I went and lay down on a, on a carpet and I said, Father, speak to me. And when God spoke to her, she called me. She said, Dad, I love you. Mum has got no pain. She's okay and she's with Jesus. And in that instant, the Holy Spirit came. And I had a, a God moment. It's the only way to describe it. I had a God moment where Bogot just touched me inside. The Holy Spirit touched me inside and took the, away the pain. I don't see in myself the pain that other people have when they lose somebody that close. We were married for close to 37 years. And, uh, and for 40 years we had a relationship and it was just gone. I miss her. Oh, I miss her. But the pain was gone. Two years ago, that is before Lizette, the, the, yeah, it was to Lizette died one year and ten months ago, a bit more than two years ago. I had a piece of wood on my lathe, and uh, it was a p piece of African olive, and normally it's so much character in, in that wood. Now, character to carpenters actually mean flaws. And uh, I was working this piece of wood, and I was very excited because I was going to make a, a pepper grinder out of it. And this, this piece of wood had no character. None at all. It was just yellowish white. No character. And I was saying to myself, this wood is no, has got no character. And God said to me, why is that? So I had to think about a bit about that. And uh, I realized this was a tree that was planted in town. It always got water. It never knew drought. I said, okay, Lord, this, this tree never suffered. And he was quiet for a bit, and then he said, you know what? People tend to be the same. So let's have a look at, uh, at uh, Romans 5. Verses 1 to 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have our peace with God through, Lord, through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we bo boast in the hope of the glory of God. 
Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Per perseverance, character, and character, hope. And uh, the word for sufferings there in the Greek is, is actually means to squeeze together. And our circumstances sometimes squeezes us to such an extent that we feel, oh, I cannot make it. There is no way that I can survive. And that's the way I felt in the first couple of days. The first month, I didn't sleep. Now, I'm one of those people, I, I need my video sleep because it's hard work to, lo to look beautiful. So <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I tend to get migraine when I don't sleep enough, so, yeah. And uh, so, but the first month I, I slept one hour, maybe two hours a night. And then it gradually started getting better. But it's been a journey. Always coming back to God, always coming back to the Lord. Because of at some stage, I struggled to pray. So uh, the only thing that was left was praying in tongues. And it's very important that when you pray in tongues, you make a whole study of, 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 of that, of First Corinthians 12, 13, 14. And, and uh, especially to love other people. But it was a struggle. So about 10 days, after Lizette died, on the Saturday, we had a long weekend in South Africa, and, and, and it was, we were going to have the service on the Monday. That it actually was my working, working weekend, and I told the other guy, Marius, I'll work this weekend. And he said, uh, no, nah, you do it. I said, no, you've got family coming, I'll work this weekend, take it off. So on the Saturday morning, I was, I was talking to some of the guys there, of the welders in the workshop, and uh, I was telling stories about the, the miracles that, that happened in Lizette's hands. So she and I, we both enjoy praying, enjoyed praying for, for, uh, for healing. And, uh, and I was telling the story with one guy, he was a, a paramedic, he came in with his hands swollen, double size, blue from here to there, and uh, saying, Tim, one pray for me. I broke this bone here yesterday in the cricket. I can't do anything about it, but pray for me. And I was praying and nothing happened. Well, Lizette comes up, she says, what's happened? She said, ah, oh, give that to me. You take the people with the, with the sore backs. <laughs> 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 and uh, there were four or five people that, that had lower back pain and I prayed for that and God did miracles and, and sometimes one gets so blasé about miracles happening in one's hands but it's, it's uh, anyway and I was looking at her and she was holding this guy's hand they were four or five of them just chatting and she was holding his hand um, not even praying because it's, it does say on sick you will lay their hands and they will be healed. It doesn't say you will be praying, you just lay on your hands and expect it to happen. And the next moment, uh, this guy was close to tears. He says, now, now it's painful. So still hang, uh, was holding his hand and when she took her hand off, the swelling was gone, the blue was gone, except for those two knuckles. And he pushed and he said, no, the bone is healed. 
So I, tell, I told this to the, to the welders and, and, the, and I said to them, but you guys must remember, the miracles doesn't matter. There's just one thing that matters. Is have you accepted Jesus as your savior? Otherwise you don't get to heaven. That's the only way to go. And it was time to start working and I went inside. I, my, my job was inside the office. And about 10, 15 minutes later, the one guy comes in, in tears. And he was crying, like we say in Afrikaans, snot and trana. And uh, I said, Shona now? He says, no, I'm crying about the tani. And uh, I, saw, I said, Sean, and what else? He said, my life is a mess. My wife's left me. She took everything, and I've only got one blanket. That's all that's left in the house. And, uh, but my life is a mess. I said, have you accepted Jesus? He says, no. I said, do you want to? He said, yes. I don't miss on that. Because at the heart, I'm an evangelist. I said, come on, sit down, give your heart to Jesus. And I took him through that. And that is the true miracle. The true miracle when people come to Jesus and say, Lord, forgive me, and come live in my heart. Now getting back to the, the character thing. When your circumstances is squeezing you, that you feel that you cannot make it. There's only one way to go, and that is go to Jesus and say, come live in my heart. Be baptized. Be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And allow Him to take these circumstances that are building character. Character that's been formed from the inside. Because when you look at this piece of wood on the outside, it looks just the same than the others. But on the inside, there's character. Character formed by God. And then, you get to the biggest one of them all. Hope. Where you can anticipate the biggest thing ever, and that is to live with Jesus. That's what God did with us. If you read the, the verses following on that, that when we were still far, He came and He paid the, the ultimate unfair price. The biggest unfair ever was when Jesus paid the price for my sin. Then it doesn't matter. Then it's just character building because we can antip anticipate. Because that's the, I think that's the word, yeah. Elpis. Elpis is in, in the Greek, and it, and it means to anticipate the greatest things ever. But always come back to Jesus. Always come back to, to Jesus. And when we bring our testimony, if you look in the Old Testament, the, the word for testimony, uh, I'm not exactly sure about the, the Hebrew pronunciation, but it actually means to do again or to do over. So when you bring your testimony, you enable God to do it to the people listening to you, to do it again in their lives. 
for li their lives to be built character. So anybody who would like to talk afterwards to me, you're welcome. Um, I'll be available for, for, for prayer if you want healing. Um, but this is just a short bit of what God did over the last two years where he took away the pain. And, he, and like Jesus did, if you look at Hebrews 12, 1 verse, verse 2, actually, Hebrews 12, verse 2. Jesus was, when he was on the cross, he was looking forward to what that what was, was going to come, us. Hallelujah about that. So yeah, before I get too emotional, <laughs> thank you very much this morning for coming and, and uh, for listening to me. It's been such a blessing. And uh, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.